I'm Father Ron Shipley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to Episode 1 in the revised edition of the AIC Christian Education video series, The War on Christianity and Your Best Defense Against It. The revised series is part of the AIC's celebration of the start of its second decade on the web. The illustration in the title slide is The Beast from the Sea with Seven Heads and Ten Horns from the Bamberg Apocalypse, an 11th century illuminated manuscript of Revelation from the collection at the Bamberg State Library, Bamberg, Germany. It is one of 51 Byzantine-style illustrations from the Bamberg Apocalypse in the AIC bookstore publication Revelation, an Idealist Interpretation. In this episode, I will offer an overview of the threat, but first I want to bring viewers and podcast listeners up to date on the AIC's offerings on the web. Our focus has not changed, but our strategy has matured. We have developed a wide range of resources. In the 10 years since the summer of 2010 AD, when our first programs were streaming videos of live services at my former parish and podcasts on various topics, there have been over 200,000 downloads. The downloads include our podcast homilies based on the Sunday services in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer and other MP3 podcasts of the voice track of our AIC video series, including this one. Our approach has evolved from live broadcasts of services into a broad array of resources. Our objective is to provide teaching and study materials to help you learn more about the Christian faith. For those who prefer to watch, we offer an archive of video series linked from either the Bible study slash New Testament or digital library pages. If you prefer instead to listen, we offer MP3 podcast versions of all our video series plus podcast homilies for all the Sundays in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. Podcasts are linked from either the Bible study slash New Testament page or the podcast archive page. For those who prefer to learn by reading, you can purchase and read any of the AIC bookstore publications, which now include 16 books using the virtual bookstore link on the homepage at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. In the AIC Bible study video series, The New Testament Gospels, updated for 2021, Episode 1 is an introduction to the canonical New Testament. Episodes 2 to 6 are focused on the Gospel of Matthew. Episodes 7 to 11 on the Gospel of Mark. Episodes 12 to 25 on the Gospel of Luke, and episodes 26 to 45 on the Gospel of John, all are linked from the Bible Study New Testament page. Revelation, an idealist interpretation based on the book of the same name, is presented in 28 episodes, all linked from the Bible Study slash New Testament page. 
Among the AIC seasonal videos displayed in order of their appearance on the Anglican Church calendar, beginning with Advent, are Advent, a season of penitence and preparation, presented in two episodes, the Great O Antiphons, with one episode each for the final seven days of Advent, based on the hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Using the Latin names first and then the English, these are O Sapientia, O Wisdom, for December 18th, O Adonai, or Lord, for December 19th, O Radix Jesse, or Root of Jesse, for December 20th, O Clavis David, or Key of David, for December 21st, O Orion's, or Dayspring, for December 22nd, O Rex Gentium, or King of Nations, for December 23rd, and finally, O Emmanuel, God with us, for December 24th. We offer three programs for the Christmas season, beginning with Lessons and Carols for Christmas Eve, inspired by the program at King's College, Cambridge, with nine lessons and ten carols and response antiphons for midnight December 24th, plus historic art in the Christian tradition. Next is Christmas, the Nativity of Our Lord, presented in two episodes with illustrations. And finally, the 12 Days of Christmas, a program presented in readings, music, and historic art with one episode each focused on a key theme, word, or phrase for all the days beginning with Christmas Day, December 25th, through Epiphany Eve, January 6th. Epiphany, the manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles, is presented in three episodes, followed by a two-episode series, Jessima, the Sundays of Pre-Lent. Seasonal videos continue with Lent, the season of penitence, presented in three episodes, in the Cross of Christ I Glory, a special program of readings, prayers, and music for Good Friday. And Eastertide, from Easter to Ascension, presented in three episodes. We finish the seasonal videos following the Anglican Church calendar with Trinity Tide, the teaching season, which I present in nine episodes. Other Christian education videos include the Nicene Creed, presented in eight episodes, the Lord's Prayer Phrase by Phrase, presented in two episodes, and the Lives of the Saints, which includes two series. In the first series, in 16 episodes, we commemorate the lives of the 18 saints with feast days in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. In the second series, with 31 episodes, we commemorate almost three dozen other saints from the Anglican, Roman Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox traditions. The final component in this Watch, Listen, Learn cycle is the AIC Bookstore Publications, now numbering 16. The Christian Education Study Publications include our latest books, the four volumes in the Gospel of series with full-color, annotated and illustrated volumes, one each on the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The Writing Prophets of the Old Testament 
and Revelation, an idealist interpretation. The prayer book Psalter, history, text, and commentary. Layman's Lexicon, a handbook of scriptural, theological, and liturgical terms. The Beliefs of the Anglican Church and Christian Spirituality, an Anglican Perspective. The Prayers Collection of Publications includes Hear Us, O Lord, Daily Prayers for the Laity, Prayers in the Christian Tradition, Occasional Services for Anglican Worship, and the 1928 Book of Common Prayer Service Book Edition. In the category of other publications, we offer Paintings on Light, the Stained Glass Windows of St. Joseph's Villa Chapel, Father Ron's Kitchen Companion, and the St. Chrysostom Hymnal. Nearly all our books are available in both paperback and Kindle editions using the virtual bookstore link at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net which takes you to my Amazon Author Central page. 100% of all book royalties are contributed to the Anglican Internet Church. These funds provide a financial base for the support of video series like The War on Christianity. Regular listeners to our podcast will remember that I first treated the topic of the War on Christianity in my homilies for the 13th, 14th, 15th, and 17th Sundays after Trinity in A.D. 2013. The subject was of violence against Christians in Egypt, in Nigeria, and elsewhere. Since then, the situation has worsened, spreading into continental Europe and the United States. I call this part of the assault on Christians and Christianity the first front in the larger war on Christianity. Here are some headlines from the first front in the year since those initial podcasts in 2013 AD. For this edition, I have left out the illustrations used in the original version of this series. On July 26, 2016, Two terrorists, one of them a 19-year-old already on restriction for several previous terrorist incidents and reportedly with ties to the ISIS organization, invaded the church of Saint-Étienne de Rouvray near Rouen, France, during the morning mass. They forced the church's 75-year-old priest, Father Jacques Hamel, to his knees and cut his throat. Five hostages were taken one of whom had his throat cut and was left for dead. Fortunately, he survived to tell his account of the incident. On December 11, 2016, terrorists set off a bomb inside Albortosia Chapel on the grounds of St. Mark's Cathedral in Cairo. St. Mark's is the largest Coptic Orthodox church in Cairo. Twenty-five worshipers, including many children, were killed and 49 more injured. On May 26, 2017 A.D., seven armed and masked gunmen forced Coptic Christian men, women, and children from a tour bus in the Minya province, 20 miles south of Cairo. The pilgrims were on their way to the monastery of St. Samuel the Confessor. 
the terrorists attempted to force the men to recite an Islamic prayer. When they refused, the shooting began. Twenty-eight of the pilgrims were killed. Only the arrival of other automobiles on the scene saved the rest from certain death. On Easter Sunday, April 21, 2019 A.D., 311 people were killed when attackers assaulted Roman Catholic churches and hotels popular with international travelers and pilgrims in Sri Lanka. In January 2020, Christianity Today reported the following disturbing statistics. Quote, every day, eight Christians worldwide are killed because of their faith. Every week, 182 churches or Christian buildings are attacked. Every month, 306 Christians are imprisoned unjustly. So reports the 2020 World Watch List, the latest annual accounting from Open Doors of the top 50 countries where Christians are the most persecuted for their faith. That came from Christianity Today on the 15th of January, 2020 AD. Many more stories like these either never get reported in the mainstream media or their religious significance is denied or ignored. Regrettably, many Christian religious leaders remain in a state of denial of the reality of and the magnitude of the threat. Later in 2020, events prove that the report in Christianity Today is accurate. In early September 2020 AD, a church in Tioga, Louisiana, was attacked and some of its stained glass windows destroyed. On Christmas Day, December 25, 2020 AD, a mob of 50 to 60 men attacked a Christian church service in Lahore, Pakistan. Fortunately, in the latter case, the attackers were driven off. While what I have described as the first front or the visible physical war on Christianity is easy to demonstrate from headline news around the world, what I have called the second front in this war is not so easy to illustrate. In fact, this second front may represent an even greater threat than the first. That is because the second front is being waged with nearly daily skirmishes in legislatures at the city, state, and federal level in the United States, in government agencies at all levels, in the courts and local district courts, all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, at all levels of education, both public and private from preschool to university classrooms, in the popular culture as demonstrated in books, movies, television, radio, and magazines, and, regrettably, within the church itself. Christians must remove their self-imposed blinders and openly recognize the magnitude of this very real and growing threat. The threat to the church and to the faithful needs to be taken very seriously, or as one veteran AIC viewer and listener observed, the opponents of Christianity are playing to win, and we're not. The forces behind the Second Front have hidden and not-so-hidden agendas. 
And daily, the second front is becoming more visible and more dangerous, with incidents happening in more European countries, with incidents recorded in France, Spain, the United Kingdom, Finland, and the United States. Understanding the importance of the threat requires some historical perspective. First, it's obvious that the war on Christianity is not new to the 21st century. Christianity has been under assault since its beginning, as I will demonstrate in Episode 2 in several important regions of the world Earlier wars on Christianity have dramatically reduced the influence of and presence of Christianity. But in this new war on Christianity, there are three important differences. The first is the where. The battleground has changed. In this new war on Christianity, it is being fought on what has historically been home territory primarily continental Europe, the United Kingdom, and the United States. In 2020 AD in the United States, there were many attacks against churches involving property destruction and disruption of services. The illustration for this slide is a Christmas 2014 AD photograph of St. Paul's Cathedral in London, England. The second important difference is the means. While the first front is being fought largely by religious extremists, the second front is being fought with big money, largely from globalist donors and huge technology corporations and their owners and founders, by previously mainstream private corporations, by the media, both in the print and electronic form and through social media corporations. In their world, Christian religious beliefs are to be sacrificed in order not to offend the sensibilities of other religions and cultures or for the growing secular culture. The illustration is a 14th century miniature illumination of Christ with a liturgical labarum and flag by Pacino di Buonaguida from a tribute book for Robert of Anjou, King of Naples. Finally, the third important difference, the change in the objective. The argument is no longer framed in the historic context of freedom of religion, but freedom from religion. Make no mistake, in this second front in the 21st century war on Christianity, it is Christianity itself which is now considered the enemy which must be removed from influence in the public sphere. Note that the series is called The War on Christianity and not The War on Religion. In this phase of the war on Christianity, there is a cultural presumption of guilt Criticism of Christianity is constant and unlimited. Christians can freely be called intolerant bigots and their intelligence questioned. This change in objectives is evident in many ways. You see it in novels, television programs, magazines, newspapers, blog postings, social media feeds, including videos and other media 
in which the name of Jesus Christ or God the Father can be blasphemed, but at the same time, criticism of the Muslim God or prophet is off-limits, but Christ and Christianity can be mocked. You likely have noticed that it is rare in these same media outlets to hear any criticism of the beliefs and practices of certain other religions, especially their views on sexual identity and the legal, political, and social rights of both women and homosexuals. In other examples, crosses have been removed from public lands, the ringing of church bells regulated, but prayers from the towers of mosques never heard before have been approved. In 2017 and again in 2020, prominent U.S. senators voted against a nominee for a presidential appointment because the nominee held Christian values. Their actions are a violation of the church-state separation enshrined in the American Constitution. In effect, they have imposed an unconstitutional religious standard for a nominee for public office, and all with very little to no media commentary. The objectives of this video series are threefold. First, to raise awareness of the threat, which has been the focus of this first episode. In episode 2 through episode 5, my focus will be on the second objective, putting the issue into historical perspective. Beginning with episode 6, my focus will shift to self-defense strategies that will be useful for you in defending yourself, your family, your, and your faith through greater knowledge of church doctrine and practice and tradition. Next time in episode two, I will begin with examples of how the faith has been largely extinguished from parts of the world where it once was dominant and begin part one of a two-part summary of the church from the day of Pentecost until now. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our newly redesigned website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.